Are you ready to take your intermittent fasting lifestyle to the next level? There's nothing better than community to help with that. In the Delay Don't Deny community, we all embrace the clean fast, and there's just the right support for you as you live your intermittent fasting lifestyle. You can connect directly with me in the Ask Jen group, and I'll answer all of your questions personally. If you're new to intermittent fasting or recommitting to the intermittent fasting lifestyle, join the 28-Day Fast Start group. After your fast start, join us for support in the first-year group. Need tips for long-term maintenance? We have a place for that. There are many more useful spaces beyond these, and you can interact in as many as you like. Visit jenstevens.com community to join us. An annual membership costs just over a dollar a week when you do the math. If you aren't ready to fully commit for a year, join for a month, and you can cancel at any time. If you know you'll want to stay forever, we also have a lifetime membership option available. IF is free. You don't need to join our community to fast. But if you're looking for support from a community of like-minded intermittent fasters, we're here for you at jenstevens.com community. That's jenstevens.com community. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know what a fan I am of Dr. Tim Spector and the work he's doing with Zoe. I was first introduced to his work in 2015, and I've been following his research ever since. What I love most about the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast is that they have weekly interviews with world-leading experts who explain how their latest research can benefit your health. Recently, I was thrilled to finally meet him face-to-face as we recorded an episode for the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast, and this episode aired on April 11th. We had a chance to talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study, and I had the opportunity to explain the clean fast to Jonathan, which may explain why he didn't enjoy his prior experiences with fasting. Search for Zoe Science and Nutrition on your podcast player or on YouTube to hear the latest episode, and don't forget to look for the April 11th episode to hear me, Tim, and Jonathan talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study. Welcome to Intermittent Fasting Stories. I'm your host, Jen Stevens, author of the New York Times bestseller, Fast Feast Repeat, as well as the book that started it all, Delay Don't Deny. I lost over 80 pounds thanks to intermittent fasting after learning how to delay my eating rather than denying myself the delicious foods I want to eat. Now, who's ready to hear an inspirational intermittent fasting story? That's why we're here. So let's get excited to talk to today's guest. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 169 of Intermittent Fasting Stories. Today, I'm here with Barbara DeLeo. Barbara lives in the South Island of New Zealand area, and she is a romance novelist. Welcome, Barbara. Hi, Jen. It's so good to be with you. Great to be with you. Okay, say exactly where you live, because I know I didn't say that very well. So I live in Marlborough, <laughs> which is at the top of the South Island. It's okay. best known for its wine, so Ooh. it's a good place to live. <laughs> I can imagine. That sounds fabulous. My now daughter-in-law, wasn't my daughter-in-law at the time, but she spent a semester abroad during college, and she went all around New Zealand and oh, parts she? of Australia, and she loved it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. We're pretty lucky. We're pretty lucky you need to come. Yeah, when all this craziness yeah. stops, you need to yeah. come here. 
Well, we were just talking before we started about the crazy weather, you know, the fact that we're on different hemispheres (laughs) here. So it's summer where I am and winter where you are. So what I need to do is come visit you when it's winter here and summer there. You absolutely do. Yeah, you should do that every year. That's what I'll do. You'd, You'd do that every year. I'd love to do that every year as well. Just kind of be like live there half the year, you know, that's an idea. I think, yeah, I think it's a plan. I think we should make a plan. I do love the summer. All right. Well, one day I plan to get there slowly but surely. I'm going to travel. We'll see. Anyway, we're glad to have you. And I know it's early there too because you're also living in the future. It's a whole day ahead. Yes. (laughs) And it's really good. It's, yeah, it's a whole day ahead and it's great. Yeah, tomorrow. Have I missed anything? And it has the future. Tomorrow is so good. You've got so much to look forward to. It's a little bit cold, (laughs) but yeah, it's so fun so far. Well, good. Well, you know, I like to start by asking what brought you to intermittent fasting and when was that? So that was two years ago, just about exactly. I just, so I had turned 50 and I'd kind of been just battling. I'd since university, I had, I guess, been always focused on my weight and never with a huge weight problem, but I always felt like I had to keep on top of it. I kind of always felt like I was the person who couldn't eat the cake and couldn't eat the ice cream, you know, that other people could do that and not put on weight. So from university, I was, I did, you know, I I did a lot of exercise and I ate, ate really carefully and I was a vegetarian. But as I got older, I was finding that I just had to exercise more and more to kind of maintain. And when I hit 50, I was doing like three spin classes a week. I was doing three weight classes a week. I was walking and, you know, I was at a reasonable BMI and everything, but I was just burning myself out. And I felt like I wasn't, I just thought things had to change. So I tried all these things. I tried keto. I tried I tried, there was an app called Kim Beach, which was, you know, six meals a day and, you know, uh, you've got to fire up your metabolism. If you don't fire up your metabolism, you know, you're a loser. And so I tried that and that, you know, nothing, nothing really seemed to work. And there was the new map. I tried that. And I just thought always at the back of my mind, I had, had, um, sort of heard about intermittent fasting. I just thought these people are completely crazy. I think I, I think, was it the Twitter guy? Does the, does the, does the Twitter guy fast? Yeah, he does. Jack yeah. Dorsey, I think Jack is his Dorsey, name. yeah. So I heard about him and I was just like, crazy man. That, what a crazy well, he man. he does like, he, he's hardcore. He is hardcore. So maybe he is a little bit more crazy. But, you know, I'd had heard about that and I just thought that's just, you know, that's just ridiculous, blah, blah, blah. And then my husband went to, um, he went to Australia and he stayed with some friends of ours and they were fasting. And he came home and they were just laughing at him with his six meals a day and his oats in the morning and his, you know, arms right. at morning tea time and, you know, the way we were living. You know, we, we did eat healthily, but um, they, they were laughing and said, you've really got to try this. So he came home and he was a bit, he said he was a bit scared to mention it to me because he thought I would just, you know, say how ridiculous it was. And I said to him, look, it's the only thing I haven't tried, so let's do it. So we both, I love it. Uh, yeah, so we both started and we're both pretty, you know, we like to have all the, all the knowledge. So I just was right. I've got to find a podcast, got to find a podcast. So I Googled and I found your podcast with Melanie and I just started right back at the beginning, which was a lot of podcasts at that point. Cause you must've been going, how long have you been going for, for have you been four years? We started that podcast in, I, I guess the beginning of May 
2017. Yeah, I'm a ghost. Yeah, yeah. so we are now over four years into it. That's crazy. And we haven't missed a week. You know, apparently some podcasts take a break. They, like, take some time off. They have seasons. No, we just go, go, go. It's amazing. It's amazing. So I really did go back to number one, and and I started to listen. I was like, this makes so much sense. This makes just so much sense. So then I got to lay, don't deny, started reading that, got fucked, obesity code, started reading that. And and we, and I, and we just both dived in. We just both dived Love in it. and we both pretty much, yeah, we clean fast, fasted right from the beginning. Our friends in Australia weren't, uh, weren't clean fasting. They were, you know, they were having the milk and the coffee and, the, and everything like that. But, you know, I had, you know, as soon as I started understanding clean fast, yeah, we were straight into that. So, yeah, that's how, yeah, that's how I was got started. So, yeah, it's two years. And, that's awesome. and, haven't, and time and just flies, changed. doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And haven't, and haven't, haven't changed anything. You know, just haven't gone back at all. Yeah. So we're the same age then. I, I'm 52 as of today. Right. Yeah. Well, I was, I'm so, 53. So yeah. Okay. As of today, okay. it's your birthday. Yeah. Oh, happy well, birthday. in the past in your life. Oh, you know. that's so cool. Happy birthday. <laughs> Yesterday for you. But yes, today. I'm I 52 lo- today. I had, hope you had lots of celebrations. Well, that you do. Well, it's, of- you know, it's only, it's only two in the afternoon. I don't know. I don't have a family who's like, let's have, you know, my husband is here. He bought some cheese. <laughs> he came home with the cheese. Good. He was so excited. He got like four, four kinds of cheese and a bottle of Prosecco. He brought it home oh, and some crackers. Good. Yeah. So is he going to dinner old, tonight? No, I'm going to cook him dinner. Oh, okay. <laughs> then we're going to eat some cheese, apparently. <laughs> oh, that sounds kind of good. We'll, we'll probably play some cards we like to play. We play Phase 10 or we play Rummy and we'll we'll eat some cheese. Like, like very European, having the cheese course is our dessert, right? That sounds perfect. Yeah, and my son came over, my 21-year-old who lives in town. He came over and had coffee with me this morning. So oh, that's good. That's pretty festive, right? <laughs> that is festive. You can put a candle in the cheese. There you go. And I'm going to take my cat to the vet later this afternoon. So it's just all a barrel of laughs. Yeah, all there the celebrations go. happening. <laughs> oh, you have, you have such a great day. Yeah, it, well, you know, it, it's every day. When, when you get to be 52, yeah, 53, yeah, you're like, what's a birthday? Yeah. There'll be another one. I know, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Coming along. So so you've been clean fasting from the beginning, you said. And um, did you ever mention to your friends about, uh-oh, so you've been clean fasting from the beginning. I just wonder, did you ever mention to the friends that told your husband about intermittent fasting about the clean fast? Yeah, or no, you're just going to leave that alone? We haven't because they're in Australia. And of course, yeah, in traveling, we haven't said anything. But it's funny, the clean fast is just such a big, such a big thing. You know, so many people, I don't know, when, when I mean, I just talk about fasting whenever I can with people. And you know, a, a few of my friends have just said, you know, I tried and I just can't do it. And it's, I, it's terrible. And I, you know, I just get hungry. And I say, well, you know, you are clean fasting, aren't you? They're like, no, you know, what's a little bit of milk? What's a little bit of milk? What's a little bit of, what's a little bit of sweetener in my tea? So yeah, no, we haven't said anything. It really makes so much difference. And I wish that it didn't. You know, if it didn't make a difference, I'd be putting milk in my coffee too. (laughs) But it's food. You know, someone was asking me recently just about it. And it was someone who desperately wanted to put just a little bit in their coffee, desperately, and clinging to every possible life draft. Well, Jason Fung says it's okay. And, you know, Dr. Burt Herring says try it and see. And, but, but, and I'm like, look, I'm telling you, try it without it and just see. I mean, milk is food for babies 
at the period of time when they're growing the most, right? Yeah. I don't understand. How would that be fasting? I don't and then, I don't get it. you know, they were like, well, just tell me how much is it going to affect me really? And I'm like, just don't have it. I, I can't play these games. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad I did it right from the beginning. And I didn't want to, you know, I really didn't want to. I had, right. I had never had black coffee. I, you know, I thought black coffee mm-hmm. was a terrible thing. It did take me a little while to find the right black coffee that, you know, that was delicious and you know, I, but I exper- experimented with it a lot and, you know, also, you know, just making sure that it wasn't too acidic and, but I found, you know, I found, I just use an espresso now and I, just, I love it. And I, 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 oh, yeah, I like believe it too. that I say that I love it. That's really exciting. And, you know, that is true. The quality of the coffee can make a difference. I grind my own beans every morning. I grind just the amount that I need for brewing. Sometimes I have an espresso, but more than more often I just grind my own. And the quality really does make a difference. Yeah, yeah. We've got a we've got a great big flash machine with all the things and the bells and whistles, but I just hear yeah, that I haven't found the beans that I could that like me yet. So I'm happy with an espresso for now. My husband has the has the fancy coffee. So yeah, well, that works. That works. So you started two years ago, like you said, and tell me, you know, how your journey has been over these two years. You said you didn't need to lose a lot of weight. No, I didn't, and I haven't lost a lot of weight. My husband's lost ten kilos, which is, you know, whatever that is. Wow, pounds, amazing. And I've just, I, I probably lost, I probably lost ten pounds, and but then kind of bounced around. So, my, I mean, my journey pretty much is. I mean, I've I've always I've always had and my BMI has been fine, but as as I said, it was just taking more and more effort. And I know BMI is not everything, but it just took more and more effort to kind of keep me at where I was. But what I have noticed um, hugely is is um, body recomposition. My you know my shape has completely changed. You know the way I fit my clothes is completely different. That's true. I've gone down a, a dress size and a jean size and. I just feel like I'm a, com- a completely different shape. I have had two sets of twins, so I was an unusual. I was an unusual shape. <laughs> but you know, I can't even imagine having twins. Well, yeah, it's it, yeah, it was pretty crazy in the beginning. It's still kind of crazy, but obviously, when you have two sets of twins, you know, you've got um, you've got you've got different dimensions than other people, and you know, one thing that one thing I did, one really good thing about being pregnant with twins twice was that it did teach me about appetite correction and you know because the my specialist the first time said you know you really don't want to have small babies but my girls were identical and so it was quite a high risk pregnancy and my doctor said you know you really don't want to have small babies because it's you know they they're likely to be born early and if they're too small you know it can be a problem so you really need to listen to your body and and eat and, you know, I I had never really listened to my body. You know, I told my body when it was time to eat. I didn't listen to it. Right. We all face stress in our daily lives. What if the answer to a better stress response is in one key nutrient? I'm talking about magnesium and specifically magnesium breakthrough by by optimizers. This one-of-a-kind product is designed to reverse low levels of magnesium, which could have a positive effect on our stress response. But don't take my word for it. Here's a quote from a 2020 issue of the scientific journal Nutrients. Results suggest that stress could increase magnesium loss, causing a deficiency, and in turn, magnesium deficiency could enhance the body's susceptibility to stress, resulting in a magnesium and stress 
vicious circle. I only recommend Magnesium Breakthrough by Bioptimizers. It's the only organic full-spectrum magnesium supplement that includes seven unique forms of magnesium for stress resilience and better sleep. Simply go to bioptimizers.com slash ifstories, promo code ifstories10 to get your Magnesium Breakthrough and find out this month's gift with purchase. That's bioptimizers.com slash ifstories, promo code ifstories10. Green Chef is the number one meal kit for clean eating, delivering pre-portioned and prepped quality whole foods with limited processed ingredients. Green Chef sends organic, fresh produce, responsibly sourced proteins, and chef-designed recipes in every box for satisfying, nourishing, and convenient meals that fit in beautifully to my cleanish lifestyle, and the food is totally window-worthy. Tonight, we're having barbecue sweet potato tacos with cabbage and carrot slaw, black beans, corn, and cheesy tortillas, and they come with Green Chef's chimichurri sauce. So good. Go to greenchef.com slash ifstories50 and use the promo code ifstories50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next two months. That's greenchef.com slash ifstories50. And don't forget to use the promo code ifstories50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next two months. You were the boss of your body. Boss of my body. Uh, you know, I said to it, you, you're not having carbs now. You're having this and you're, you know, you're not having another helping of that. So when I was pregnant, I really did listen. And, you know, I wish that I'd, you know, of course, once I'd had them and finished breastfeeding them, I went right back to not listening again. And even the second time, the same thing. My girls were quite small. They were, they were both five pounds five. And then two and a half years later, uh, I thought, I thought having one more baby might be a good idea and I ended up having twins again. But then I really thought, you know, five, five is quite small. So I really did make an effort to eat well when, when mm. I was pregnant with the boys. So, uh, but then again, you know, I fin- I, when, when I'd finished breastfeeding them, I went back to being the boss of my body again. So I just, I just didn't learn. So, you know, that had a big impact on me. That's sometimes something that I still, you know, have to, have to really work on is appetite correction. I get it. Me too. You know, and because we hear it, it's, I bet you hear it, but you don't always listen to it. I don't always listen to it because of that's me. All of those years, all of those years mm-hmm. being the boss. And uh, it's hard to, it's hard to not. I'm definitely a lot better in these last two years. And I have read Bert Herring's book and it does make a lot of sense to me. It's just, I suppose that, you know, that sense of control is, you know, you, you've just got to give it up. But, you know, when, when I've done it, I feel so much better for it. Do you tend to ignore you've had enough and keep eating or do you tend to not quite eat enough because you feel like it's too much? Which which way do you fight your I'm appetite correction? Because people I'm fight the, it both ways. I'm the first way. <laughs> I'm the first yeah. way. You know, if there is a great big piece of carrot cake and, you know, there's another one there. I'm, you know, more often than not, I won't have another whole piece. But I, yeah, I will battle with myself. That's the problem. It's not necessarily that I'll have a second piece, but I'll battle with myself. And I don't like that. Because it's so good. It's it's a sensation and we're loving it and we don't want to stop. Yeah. Stopping in the middle of cake. Yeah. It's not, <laughs> oh, except on your birthday. You're allowed to do that today. Well, there you go. I'm going to bake a blueberry pound cake. Yes, I'm making my own cake. <laughs> <laughs> I think that sounds great. Well, you know, one year uh, Chad went out and got me a cake and it was like this grocery store cake. And I'm like, do not, do not get that again. I don't want that, that on the podcast. Yeah. If I'm going to have cake, it's going to have to be really good cake. So last year he had my sister bake me a cake, but 
that didn't happen this year. So <laughs> I think that is the thing though, is that you want to eat the good food, you know? Yeah. You, you, and that's really changed for me as well, is just, you know, the the window worthy is and that's, I'm all about the window worthy now. That's really true. And you mentioned that you had been a vegetarian. Are you still a vegetarian? Yes. So I was a vegetarian in my twenties. We lived in Athens in Greece and, you know, there's amazing, amazing vegetarian food. And so I, I was vegetarian then. And then pretty much when I, you know, found out that I was pregnant with the twins and we had the discussion about, you know, like, you know, eating, eating enough, I went back to eating meat and I didn't. So I got, went back to vegetarianism maybe, maybe 12 years ago. So yeah, I'm vegetarian. Okay. Pesky so you're a vegetarian. I eat fish, yeah. Okay. Okay. I just wondered, I could almost be vegetarian. You know, I don't eat fish. I'm sure you've heard me say yeah. that before. <laughs> I wish I, I wish I liked fish, but you know, I don't eat meat every day, but sometimes I just crave it. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I, I could, I could be a vegetarian easier than I could be like, say keto, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I just couldn't do keto. I just did keto just didn't work for me. And it was quite hard for being a vegetarian, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, you know, coconut milk and, and those sorts of things. It was yeah. and avocado. And, and, yeah. And I just, it just doesn't, it just didn't fit right with me. But yeah, so I'm vegetarian. My two girls are vegetarian, but my boys and my husband aren't. And so, you know, I still cook meat and um, I'm not, you know, I just don't like the, I don't like the text. I just don't like the texture of, I don't like the fleshy texture of, of meat. But yeah, I just find there's so many good vegetables now and so many, you know, different things. We, we've got a food deliver, you know, we've got a food bag service so, and they have, they have amazing, amazing food. So um, I managed to sort of balance it with the kids. Yeah. The key is just, you know, loving your food and finding food that makes you feel great, that you're excited to eat. That's what it's all about. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So what are your, some of your favorite things to eat? Oh, what are some of my favorite things to eat? Well, my friends laugh at me because I still like to eat my breakfast. I still like breakfast food. You know, I still, I still at, you know, 3, 3.30 when I open my window, will have yogurt and berries and, you know, some nuts on the top or something like that. So I love those sorts of things. And and then I'll have, then I'll have the, my dinner, you know, which will be, oh, anything. I mean, I make a lot of, yeah, lots and lots of, vegetable things lots of vegetable curries yeah just just any all the delicious food you know I love cheese so yeah uh cheese what else do I like to eat all the things I like everything there's nothing I don't like (laughs) really (laughs) (laughs) now I'm getting hungry my window is still not open yet but (laughs) ready for that birthday cheese that Chad got for me I like to have um I, I like to have oatmeal sometimes for like dessert right yeah yeah I love oatmeal too yeah yeah, love it. Yeah. I used to eat. I mean, I know that might sound weird having oatmeal for dessert, but it feels like a good dessert to me. Yeah, same. I love it, especially with some yogurt on it. I used to have oatmeal, we call it porridge, and uh, more, you know, when I was, before I was fasting, I used to have it every single day and I loved it. And so I still, you know, so I still sometimes have it in my window if I, if I feel like it, especially in the winter now, you know, it's kind of strange to be cooking oatmeal at, you know, five o'clock. <laughs> well, I don't know. There was some... Have you ever heard of the show Shark Tank? It's a TV yeah. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I swear, I think I'm just for some reason, I feel like they had like a savory oats company mm-hmm. that tried to get on. I don't know whatever happened, but I, I can't remember. But I would totally have savory oats. Yeah, but why don't we eat savory oats? You know, we why does an oatmeal have to be? So now we need to bring that back, everybody. Savory oats. Let's do it. Yeah. 
Yeah, now I'm excited. Hey, eggs with cheese. <laughs> yeah, maybe. It just I don't know, but I, I feel like that might have been on Shark Tank. I don't cakes know. are good. I love little oat cakes with things on them. Yeah, so we need to we need to figure that out, and maybe maybe the, maybe they got a got a deal on the Shark Tank, and it's out there. I just don't know. I rarely go to the grocery store. <laughs> so you mentioned that your husband lost ten kilos. Do y'all have a similar? Eat, like strategy or approach to intermittent fasting? Yeah, pretty much. He's got the so we're, we're pretty much in 24 or a 21 3 window. And yeah, I don't know. It makes me cross a lot that he lost all that weight. But he had never dieted in his life, you know. So he'd never done that restricting thing and that, you know, being the boss of his body thing. So yeah, we pretty much have the same. He probably, I mean, he definitely eats more in his window than I do. And he, you know, he likes to mostly eat vegetables as well. But yeah, he will, he, yeah, we open our window. We both work from home. So, you know, we usually have a, we off quite often open with a, a milky coffee, you know, we call a flat white coffee at sort of 3.30s. And then he will, he, you know, he probably has, he probably has more savory type things to open his window than I do, but we eat kind of the kind of similar things. Yeah. So it really, I know helps having someone right there with you following the same schedule, someone who supports you. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. He's a winemaker. So that's another reason that, you know, I didn't want to stop drinking wine when I turned 50. And I was just like, you know, there's going to be, there's going to be a way that I can still drink wine and still feel, you know, still feel good. So, and that's the other thing I like is that, you know, when I close my window, which is usually sort of 6.30, we're usually finished eating and drinking at 6.30. I'm not sipping the wine like I like would. I'm not having a second glass or, you know, I'm not drinking and I'm not sipping till 9 p.m. like I used to. And that's, that's fabulous. That's really good. Yeah, that's, that's a big shift. So does, do y'all have like, I'm trying to imagine this winemaking life. Does he make it right? Like, do you have like vines and you, you right there? No, we don't. He makes wine for other people. So, um, and we export and and he buys and sells wine. So Okay, but you're not like on a like a, a vineyard. No, no, we live in a we live in an area. Marlborough is really famous for its wine, so there's there's vines everywhere. But we don't own a vineyard. Yeah, which okay. Yeah. I was trying to imagine. <laughs> so, what does he do exactly? He does. He, so he. You say he's a winemaker. Does he work for? A, no, he did for a long time. He worked for a for twenty years. He worked for a big wine company for twenty years, and then he asked. He went out on his own about five years ago, and he. So, for example, if an American quite a few because we've got a lot of clients in the states they might want to have a sauvignon blanc which is our, our most famous wine they might have want to have it as part of their you know their sort of portfolio of wine so he will source the grapes for them he'll okay he'll do the wine for them he'll put it you know bottle it send it to them so we've got those sorts of clients around the world in europe and in the states and yeah. Okay. That's a lot of fun. Yeah, it is a lot of fun. He re- he really loves it. And it's fun working to, you know, it's fun being working from home together. So, you know, we bounce ideas off each other for all sorts of things. And and this whole, you know, fasting lifestyle is a whole new thing that we do together as well. So, yeah, it's very cool. That's really good. I love that. Yeah. 
So you're a writer. So you do your writing during the day in the fasted state, I imagine. I do. And I can't tell you the difference that that has made. That whole postprandial, you know, when you've, after you've eaten, that sort of sleepiness that, you know, that you, that you can have. I used to really stop being productive after lunchtime, you know, but before I was fasting. And now I find that that's my best time. I would quite like to be writing in the morning, you know, to do, to be really productive in the morning, but I just, I have to kind of get, get everything organized. But that's when I find I'm, I'm writing the best, really. I feel like my mind is clear, you know, my creativity is better. I'm not, ha- I'm not sleepy. It's, it's quite noticeable. It's quite significantly noticeable. You're exactly right. When I was just working on Cleanish a few months ago, I was doing my, you know, all the researching and the writing, and I just found that I just could just go and go and go. Yeah. You know, when I was working on it, and it's hard to stop once you get in the flow. You, you know what I mean? When you're in the flow and you're like, Chad's like, it's time for dinner. And I'm like, what? I can't stop now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then I would have to stop and go cook dinner. But yeah, I also found, I don't know, if our brains use a lot of energy when we're writing, it felt like I was just so much hungrier. Do you feel like that too? Like after a, a lot of writing, I'm starving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely feel like that, especially when I'm doing the creative work. I mean, there's lots of other, you know, there's lots of other things you have to do as a writer as well. But when I'm really in the zone and in a scene and I'm, you know, because I write romance, it's, you know, all about the emotion. Yeah, I definitely feel like my brain is using a lot of energy. And, you know, back before fasting, I would, you know, have this, bo- you know, I'd be eating almonds or fruit or whatever. And so I always felt like I was going in some kind of a you know, a, sort of an up down kind of energy thing, and um, it's just so different now. It's just, it's just, it's just so different. And you know, I probably have, I probably have two coffees in that, two black coffees in that time. I don't really drink, drink tea, and I just find that's an extra thing. You know, I, I, I mean, I've done a bit of reading around caffeine and all of those sorts of things, and I feel like that's helpful as well. You know, so. Yeah, I, f- I find it really, really beneficial. And I've actually talked to a lot of my writer's friends. I'm actually on a um, writing retreat this weekend. I've just come back to do this. So normally I'd stay. It's not far from home. It's only about it's only about a half-hour drive. And I was out there yesterday, but I came back to stay last night so I could do this. So I didn't wake them all up. But they're all, you know, I think all but one of them are fasting now. <laughs> oh, I love that. And so you started them on that path? <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, yeah. And I've got writer friends in other places who are doing it as well. We had a retreat. Um, we had two retreats in, um, and a retreat is just when you all get together and you're just right during the day and you, you know, watch romance movies in the evening. We had two <laughs> early in the, in the year and two more friends came to that and they're both, they're both into it now and loving it. Just, yeah, loving it. And, it, and, oh, and I love and it. it's all about, yeah, it's all about you and the clean fast. So everybody's read, read uh, delay, don't deny. And uh, yeah, it's, it's great. It's really, really good. That's really, really, really great to hear. And I love to think of all the, the romance novels that are fueled by right. ketones <laughs> and then <laughs> that's so true. All that energy, all that energy. Are your books like historical fiction or contemporary? So they're sort of small contemporary. Contemporary, yeah, yeah. Most of them are set in the states, but I have some set in Greece and Cyprus and New Zealand. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I'll have to look. So if listeners want to find your books. How's the best way for them to find them? Yeah, so they're so they're on all the uh, major platforms, and you know, Amazon, Kobo, um, Google, Books, Apple Books, everything. Yeah, yeah. So Barbara DeLeo is what people should look for D-E-F. to find your book. Yeah, yeah. So what's your favorite one? Because I've, I've got to I've got to read one of your books now. Oh, my favorite one. <laughs> 
I've written a, so I've had a six book series, my first six books is in a series, and it's about a big Greek family who live in Northern California, and they own a wedding hall, and so it's, that's kind of nice because, you know, they can, you know, there's, there's brothers and sisters and cousins. And so they're different stories, about different people. And the first, Oh, I love that kind of a series. Yeah. So the first three are set in Northern California and then, no, so, the, so the first, and then the next one is set in uh, an island in Greece and then one set in Cyprus. And then the last one in that series is set back in the, that's one set back in the states, yeah. So I, yeah, I love that series. I, lo- I feel like I know that that family really well. Um, I love that. So, so what what's the name of the series, or what's the like? What's the first one? What would we start with? The first one is Making the Love List, and it's the Tall, Dark, and Driven series. And I'm st- um, doing my. Th- I've got another series out now, and so probably my favorite is um, this. Probably the second book in my second series I love because it's a New Zealand Christmas story. So it's Christmas and summertime and it's, yeah, it's sort of a a second chance. So people, you know, two people who were in love and then they, um, they broke up and then they came back together. So yeah, I love that kind of story. I love the, I love a second chance story. Oh, I love that too. So, I mean, it's been a long time. Like I just have had the time to start reading fiction again. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, for all those years I was teaching and then I was running Facebook and that was like literally all the time. Then I was reading a lot of nonfiction. But coming back to fiction, right now I'm working my way through the Ken Follett trilogy. fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on the third one and it's taking me a while because I'm still busy. (laughs) But Are you doing audiobooks or are you reading? No, I read. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I like to actually like read. I'm reading. When I read fiction, I like to read on my Kindle. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I read nonfiction, I, I often like to have the actual, you know, paperback the, or the hard copy in my hand. But I'm going to put you on my list to read after I finish this <laughs> this Ken Follett book. We just got up to Martin Luther King's "I Have a Dream" speech. It starts right before World War One. So I have just been history, history, history. That's so cool. I need something a little lighter. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've listened to all I've listened to all your books and Obesity Code and uh, on audio. I love listening mm-hmm. to audio books. I just find, you know, and the how they sync. You know, I have I'll have them on my Kindle, so I'll be reading at night and then get in the car and then it's up to the chapter where you've been reading. Oh my god, I've never done that. Oh my gosh, it's incredible. Oh yeah, it's called Whisper Sync. You've just got to make sure that. I've seen the word whisper sync. But that's what it means. So when you've got it, when you get the Kindle version and the audio version, you're reading on your Kindle, and then it picks up on your audio. So then say you plug your AirPods in to go for your walk, and then it's up to where you were. And, oh, wow. And okay. That's cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Well, now that I, you know, drive to the beach more, uh, sometimes that's the only time I'm really good at listening to things is if I'm driving. Right. Yeah. yeah. So now I can do that. That's very, very cool. cool. Okay. okay. Yeah. So do you read your own books on audio? No, I don't read my own books once I've written them. I don't like, yeah, I don't like listening to them on audio either. I just, yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah, are you the same? Well, it's just, it's weird. It feels, you know, you're like, you want to read it and then you're like, Am I even going to like this? Is it terrible? Well, then I'll start reading it. I'm like, okay, this is good. It's good. I still like it. 
I'm exactly the same. Yeah, no. It's weird. It's I've got to go read uh, my new book, Cleanish, that's coming out. It's available for pre-order right now when everyone's listening. It comes out um, January 4th, 2022. And I've got to go read it, I think, in November. Right. I'm yeah. going to Atlanta to read it. I was supposed to read Fast Feast Repeat in an Atlanta recording studio, but then we had the pandemic. Oh, but you did. And so then I couldn't do it, though. Didn't you? I, I did it at home instead. Yeah, okay, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to make a little recording studio in my kitchen with blankets, and it was weird. So I, they're like, do you want to record this one at home? And I'm like, no. <laughs> I love, I love listening to you. I love listening to your books. They're, they're, great. they're great. They're really good. Well, and it's also, I'm like, do I sound weird? I feel like I sound weird, but you know, no, well, I, I take that back. I did get that one email that said that she didn't like my voice. I'm like, thank you for, thank you for your feedback, yeah. taking all the time to come and email me and tell me that. Thank you. <laughs> Readers are amazing. You know, 96% of them are, are, are great. Yeah. Yeah. To get, to get the odd one. <laughs> Well, it's impossible to write a book that everybody's going to like. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, so true. So let's circle back to fasting. <laughs> and, you know, you, you mentioned you've lost, you said about 10 pounds and you just kind of been stuck there. Do you feel like you're at a good weight for you or would you like to lose more? I mean, I, I think that's, I think that's one thing. Yeah, I feel like I would like to lose more, but I'm, I'm happy. I'm at a, you know, I'm, I'm at a healthy weight. I'm at a happy, I'm at a healthy weight and I'm, you know, I'm at a, yeah, I'm happy. And that's. If you could snap your fingers and lose more weight, you would, but you're happy with the way you're living and not willing to push it to get lower. I'm not. Yeah. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to give up my cheese. I don't want to give up my glass of wine. I'm happy. You know, I could do that, but I'm, I don't want to. It, I just feel like, you know, that whole thing about freedom, you know, once you're fasting, you're freedom, you're free to choose what you want. And I'm not prepared to give that up. I'm not prepared to, you know, go back to diety kind of thoughts and, and all that sort of thing. So, yeah, I'm really happy with where I am. And I, and I haven't, I don't think I've ever been like that. That I don't think I've ever been happy, and, and I am now. So yeah, I mean, ever, I, yeah, I, I still have scales. I wish I could just throw them away like you did, but yeah, there's, and I, you know, it's, you go through different times as well. Like in the winter, I feel like I'm eating probably heavier food than I would in the summer. I think we we naturally do. Yeah, and I think the other thing is with listening to your body. You know, I think it is natural to want to have, you know, a curry in the winter rather than a salad. So, yeah, I'm way more in tune with with my body and, and what it needs. And I really do think that, you know, what you were just saying about the seasonality of how we eat, you know, it's it's hot, hot summer right now here. And we're, you know, I'm, I crave salad and cool things. But in the winter, Chad likes to eat salad all year round. I don't know. He's weird. <laughs> but he'll be like eating a salad. And he's like, do you want some salad? I'm like, no, it just doesn't even appeal to me. I'm like, want to have chili, something with beans, you know, a heavy, heavy something warm food in the in the yeah. winter but in the summer yeah yeah definitely. it's just it's different yeah, definitely. so yeah i guess if i could click my fingers i would maybe want to lose another maybe five pounds but i'm you know i yeah i haven't even been on the scale for a month so i don't even know what i weigh oh that's good yeah. that's good and five pounds isn't much so to be able to live exactly the way you want and not have to worry. That's right. I've still got my bo- my girls at uni- away at university and I've still got my boys at home and so and they eat so much food. <laughs> There's all I'm all, and they cook. They they're good. They do cook. They they're both into the gym and lifting weights and everything, but 
so they'll go to university next year and when they're not here uh, we're probably going to be moving our window to earlier in the day I think and I'm really excited for that and you know we won't have the sorts of food around that they they eat I mean you know our grocery bill is going to be unbelievably uh, cut so I'm excited for that I think you know I think being a mum and you know having four kids at home and just always being with food and cooking whatever it's it's going to be really nice to just be you know just live the way yeah I feel like you know I would want to I would want to live that's true you know my son came over this morning like I said before to have coffee with me and after he had the coffee he's like will you make me an egg sandwich (laughs) so I was like okay we're starting with food already it's like nine in the morning I'm making an egg sandwich for him but he doesn't normally eat breakfast but because he was here and I was available yeah (laughs) It's like about more than just, you know, it is about more than just eating when you're hungry sometimes, you know, it's, it's about being together and sharing. And, you know, we went out for, we about my, one of my daughters is home just for the weekend and we went out last night and we were all, we went went to Japanese and we're sitting around there and it's, you know, you're eating things that you wouldn't normally eat. Mm -hmm. We had ice cream and we had yeah, it was beautiful, matcha ice cream. Um, and, you know, you, you're sharing, you're doing stuff. And I, and I don't do that every day. I don't I don't have to do it every day. But, yeah, it's, you know, food is about more than just fuel. So it is. And this morning I actually had the thought. I was like, it's my birthday. I haven't had an egg sandwich in a while. Would I like to have one? And I was like, no, it's too early. Then I'll just... <laughs> I have to record a podcast. I have to go to the vet. I won't, I'll feel draggy. I'm like, it'll actually make my birthday worse rather than better. And that is such a mindset shift for me over the years. When did that happen for you, do you think? How far in? Because I think I feel like that too. I'm there now. But how far in were you when you felt like that from when you started fasting? It took a while for me. I, I can't say exactly because I calculated, you know, I'm like, what, like seven years in? Yeah, I'm like seven years in from when I started. I started in 2014. So seven years I've been living an intermittent fasting lifestyle, which sounds like so many years now. That is amazing. (laughs) It it took me a while. You know, I'm just now getting to the point, you know, I've talked about my struggle with wine and realizing that I can't sleep when I drink wine. And, you know, that bless Chad's heart. You know, my mother is driving down from Virginia tomorrow and we have some friends coming over and I'm going to make dinner and I was like, I'll drink some wine at this dinner with everybody, maybe a glass. But then Chad's like, I got you some Prosecco. So I'm, and I, I don't have the heart to say, but I don't want to drink any Prosecco tonight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't want to drink it, but he bought it for me. So I'm sure I'll have a glass of it. But my struggle with wine and realizing that I feel better when I don't drink it, but still wanting to drink it because I like wine. You know, you like, you enjoy wine. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do enjoy it. And I, I have tried so hard to drink non-alcoholic wine, but apparently I do like the taste of the alcohol. (laughs) So what I want is wine that tastes exactly like wine with alcohol, but is non-alcoholic because I really, I don't need to have a buzz. I don't want to feel bad. I just want that flavor of the, I love the way wine tastes. Should we get my husband onto it? Should we get him onto it? Yeah. Yes. And I just tried some that they I saw some Instagram ad yeah I'm buying something from an Instagram ad it was this brand of wine that was like non-alcoholic wine and it really does taste like wine I'm like oh I'm so excited no that is a lie yeah. <laughs> oh, the, I'm, the only ones I've, I've tried are not good I mean I really like the I like the concept and then you know the, the technology will change and and you know I'm sure that eventually they'll make uh, make one but I'm the same I just I love the I just love the flavor yeah 
So do you, do you drink any, you don't drink anything else? You don't drink any? Well, you know, right. We had, we just had our 30th anniversary oh, a couple of weeks ago. I know wow. that's a big one, right? It's a big one. Yeah. And so my husband's like, will you make margaritas? So I make margaritas from scratch. So I had, you know, we had all the stuff around. I happened to have a few limes in the, in the fridge. Cause I, I like to have a mocktail with sparkling water and I'll put in, you know, just some lime, like a real lime, or even maybe a splash of cranberry. And that makes me feel like I'm having a cocktail. And it's delicious. Yeah, yeah. I don't miss the alcohol in that drink. But wine, I just really like wine. Anyway, so he was like, will you make us margaritas? So I did. And really, I, I swear, I think I feel better from tequila than from... <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah. But I didn't drink much. I just had that one. That was it, you know, yeah. and... So, but yes, tell your husband that's what I want. Get on the job. We need to. We need him to do it for us. I need it, but I do still drink. You know, I drink dry farm wine. When I do drink wine at home, I drink dry farm wine, and I I feel better from the dry farm wine than from like a standard wine. But um, I really would like some non-alcoholic wine that tastes delicious. Me too. (laughs) That so anyway, like I said, I'm a, a bit of a slow learner in the fact that. You know, sometimes I still make choices where I know I'm not going to feel my best. Yeah. yeah. But I'm more likely to choose the one where I feel my best now than five years ago or even a year ago or two years I ago. I think I'm, work- I'm still working on that as well. But I, I, I definitely, yeah, I definitely feel different than I did when I first started fasting. I feel like I can make those decisions better now. And, and just having that window closed, it's just such a, it's just such a psychological it's a helping hand, you know, at that window closes yeah. and you don't have to make any decisions about whether to have another glass of wine order. That's exactly right. Or, or what to do. It's done. And once, and when you're used to that, I just, I would never, I never opened after I've closed. Never. Not, not one. Right. Right. Now I have on occasion, like if I figured, if I realized I was hungry later, I'll eat something else. That doesn't happen much. I mean, cause I really, you know, usually I don't officially close my window anymore. It just closes because I'm like done now. But if there have been a, a rare occasion when I'll realize like maybe I had a snack that was really hearty, heartier than usual, and then I'll eat less dinner because I'm not that hungry. Or maybe my snack was later and then I didn't eat very much dinner because then I was full. But then like eight o'clock rolls around and I'm like, I am hungry. Then I'll, I'll just have something yeah, else. Yeah. But that doesn't happen very often. No, it doesn't to me, it doesn't to me either. But I don't feel like it's a failure or, or anything's wrong. I just, I'm listening and, you know, I know that I need to eat a little something well, else. I think it's the listening thing. I think it's that once you can hear, you know, once you are trained yeah. enough that there are, no, there are no rules, you know, you right. feel relaxed. There are no rules. You can do what you want and when you want. And that is such a, that is that freedom. That's such a relief that you, you know, you, uh, you know, you know, you're not the boss of the, you know, you're not the boss, the body's the boss and the body will tell you what it is. That's exactly right. And, you know, I've, like I said, I've gotten better at listening to my body. I'm not perfect at it, but you know, we just, as you get older and you want to feel good, you just make that choice more often. Yeah. 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 So, um, have you had any non-scale victories? I have had non-scale victories. So many of them. So, uh, New Zealand's got really harsh sunlight and um i've had 10 skin cancers between 2000 oh my goodness between 2014 and 2019 the basal cell carcinomas and squamous cell carcinomas i've had them on my face i've had them on my back i've had them all over pretty much one a year okay and that's pretty that's pretty scary so i have um three monthly checkups i haven't had one single one since i've been fasting and my okay that's kind of amazing my dermatologist says he's my skin is he's never seen it so good and i i know my skin is so good i mean i it's 
I can feel it when I touch my skin. You know, it just feels so different. Um, people comment all the time on my skin and I just think that's it's huge. Something is happening, you know, something is happening that is fixing whatever was going wrong. I'm 100% convinced. I'm 100%. That's pretty amazing. That's really amazing. Yeah. I mean, see, these are the kinds of things that you couldn't make the claims for in a book. Like I couldn't say in the book, heal your cancer. I mean, you know, no, but, but in real life, you haven't had another one. I really haven't. And I'm so vigilant, you know, because, yeah. you know, I've had... I mean, I've had them on my face. I've got scars on my face from, you know, have, having them taken off. And mm. I'm so vigilant that, you know, I would know if I would know if I have one. And yeah, so I, I'm just, yeah, I'm just convinced that that whatever, whether it's autophagy or whatever it is, something's something's happening, and that's such a relief. So that's been, that's been absolutely amazing. And so reading about autophagy, I was really interested because my father had Parkinson's disease, and I know that your mm-hmm. grandmother, your one of your mm-hmm. grandmothers, did. And I'm, you know, the more I read about Parkinson's and, you know, the way autophagy works, I, you know, I'm really hoping that that's going to protect me. You know, it's not a non-scale victory for me, but I just think the knowledge is a non-scale victory. You know, that the knowledge. I, I think so too. And and knowing that, you know, even if we never lost another pound or even if we gained weight while doing it, we wouldn't stop because we're, you know, we're working on our brain health. And that's the main thing. Yeah. One, one grandmother had Parkinson's. My other grandmother had Alzheimer's. Right. Yeah. So both of them had dementia when they died and, you know, didn't recognize us. And it was really hard to watch them because they were both very independent women. I know you're probably shocked that I had grandmothers that were super independent women and And, you know, just did, they did amazing things for their, their time and just to not, not know themselves, not know us. That's it, yeah. I don't want that to happen for me, me neither. Me neither. And if I can do anything, if I can do anything at all. And, you know, the recent, you know, the, re- the stuff that I've been reading is, you know, so exciting about, you know, having these long periods of time when you're not eating and your body is just doing stuff that it, it can't do. It can't do mm-hmm. when you're eating all the time. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture-proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. 
Exactly. And, you know, Dr. Mark Matson, who from Johns Hopkins, who's done all that neurological research and written so extensively about fasting, you know, the fact that he, you know, as a brain researcher, not only, you know, finds a lot of value in intermittent fasting, but he's been living the lifestyle himself for, I don't know, He's a five decade. He's a five two guy. Is he? Is he in the five? No, 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 no. That's that's um, Dr. Michael Mosley. Um, Dr. Mark Matson is is a, an actual researcher. Michael Mosley, I think, is more of like a like a doctor, like a a family doctor, a practitioner kind of doctor versus the researcher. Yeah, I know yeah. Who you mean by Mark Matson? Yeah, 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 Dr. Matson. But it's just it's amazing, you know, when you know that these researchers that that have figured out the benefits. And then live the lifestyle. You know, they're living the lifestyle, too, because they're so convinced. I mean, that is what convinces me. When people are, like, talking about, you know, the naysayers who are trying to say this and that, I'm like, well, the people who research it all start doing yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that, so, yeah that's, that's really what convinced me, too. You know, as I said in the beginning, when I, you know, when I was reading and I was reading the Obesity Code and, and uh, reading your books, you know, it just it just makes so much sense, and you know, I've got I've got things like the New England Journal of Medicine article, uh, metabolic. That was Dr. Mark Matson. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, that was yeah. him. So, you know, I've got those on my computer that I just, you know, that I give them to people who are who are not, you know, I guess that's one of the things that frustrates me is that people who think you know, that, that will just dive in without having any understanding of it because you're, you're going to set yourself up for, for failure, I think. And those those two articles for me are just amazing. Yeah, they make so much. Well, that was one reason why I really wanted to write my second, or it wasn't my second book, but my second fasting book, Fast Feast Repeat, the one that's traditionally published. You know, Delay Don't Deny was selling really well and it was self-published. And I actually was making more money from every sale of Delay Don't Deny than I make, you know this, as a as a self-published and published traditionally author. We make more money from self-published books. So why did I write a second book and hope people would buy that one instead, even though I make way less money every time? Well, because I wanted a better book. <laughs> <laughs> I think Fast Feast Repeat is a better book. And I think the 28-day fast start is really important. Yeah. Because one thing I realized, I wasn't, I mean, also when I wrote Delight on Deny, I was only two years in. Right. And you do, and you, and you, the clean, is the clean fast in Delight on I didn't use the words clean fast. Here's what happened there. We weren't we were hadn't introduced the words clean fast yet. We came up with the words clean fast in in my Facebook group in around 2017. But in 2016, um, you know, when I read the obesity code and and realized about the about the clean fast, even though we weren't calling it that. But even so, in the obesity code, even though Jason Fung talks all about insulin and he still is like put a little, you know, a little bit of that, whatever, shouldn't make a big difference, right? So I was kind of in delight on tonight. I was a little wishy-washy, even though I firmly believed it made a huge difference. I didn't want to contradict the amazing Dr. Jason Fung. So I was a little wishy-washy with my language with <laughs> in delight on deny versus now. Now I, I firmly believe, you know, I don't think it's going to make your fast easier. I think it's going to make the adjustment harder. I think you're going to be less likely to be successful. And so I want you to do it from day one. Whereas he is more along the lines of, you know, he's a physician. He's like, I want you to be compliant. If this is what it takes for you to be compliant, then I'd rather you do it a little bit than, but I know that's not helping you and I'm not your physician. I'm Jen and I'm just going to tell you. (laughs) I didn't feel like when I read the obesity code, I didn't feel like I knew exactly what to do. I felt like. That's one reason I wrote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that that, that was what was, yeah, that was, so I read them kind of together and that was wonderful to have that. And then, then the 28 day, you know, I obviously didn't need to do the 28 day fast. 
fast up because I was already fasting. But, you know, I think that's really important for people just to see how, you know, how to, how it works, how you, you know, how you approach it, what it looks like, what a day looks like, what a week. Well, and having the realistic expectations at the beginning, because that's the part that, you know, that, you know, over the years of running the Facebook groups, I realized that people came in expecting that it was going to just be like diets that they'd done in the past where you would be like dropping the weight and all of us and really intermittent fasting is like, you know, the opposite of that. And at the beginning, the beginning is harder. The beginning, you're not going to lose weight. You might even gain weight. You're overeating. It's, you feel awful. And then you quit. And then you're like, I, well, intermittent fasting certainly doesn't work. I, you know, like those news articles that say, I tried intermittent fasting for three days and here's what oh happened. I mean, like, I know. You know, stop. I know. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> or like a study where they do it for two weeks. I mean, that's not even long enough for your body to adapt. So we want you to do, we want you to have a 28 day adaption, you know, adaptation period and then study them. Right. So uh, they just, Anyway, we had a, you know, our seven o'clock, you know, news-ish program on TV yesterday. They had a nutritionist on talking about intermittent fasting. She said, she was saying how terrible it was because you weren't getting your whole grains because people only only eat whole grains at breakfast, apparently. What? I I eat a lot of whole grains. (laughs) You know, it's just so wrong. And, you know, and that, yeah, yeah. I mean, nutrition, it just makes no, it just makes no sense. It makes no sense at all. So, yeah, that's annoying. But, yeah, when people just, when people don't understand and and people simplify, it's, it's annoying. Yeah. And really, just, I want people to try it and I want them just to see what they feel like and, you know, let your body tell you. And, and, the people who try it, the people who fast clean, who let their bodies adjust, who know what to expect, it's just transformational. Yeah, transformational. Like all those writer friends that I was telling you about, they're all, they all started and they're all still doing it because it's just, you know, I think, I love I think that. the support is so good too. And that's why, you know, listening to your podcasts every week and, you know, in the, you know, the, um, your um, Delay Don't Deny, you know, your online thingy, that's amazing. All those different groups in there you can go and, you know, or see. Oh, yeah, the Delay Don't Deny Social Network. Network. That's fantastic. We can go and I can go and, you know, and talk to, and talk to vegetarians who are doing it. I can talk to mothers who are doing it. I can talk to people who, you know, about creative people who are doing it. That's amazing. The, the support, I think, it's, yeah, well, it's like a writing retreat, really. We, you know, we all get together and we all kind of, you know, all we all boats are lifted, whatever that saying is. And I think it's right. A rising tide lifts all ships. Yeah, the lift, rising tide lifts all ships. And so when you've, when you've got the good information and the right information and you're supporting each other, it's just, you feel like you can do, you can do it. You feel like you can do it. It's great. And you can, you really can do it. And the, the understanding that, you know, changing the lingo of like, I fell off the wagon or I failed or I'm starting over. And it's like, no, no. And then there was somebody just, I think, I think it was this morning. She was like, well, you know, we had a tragedy in our family. And this was in, I think maybe the 28 day fast start group on, on the delay, don't deny social network. And she's like, I had a tragedy in the family and we went away for two days and it was awful. And we were just eating our feelings. And she said, and I'm not starting over. I'm not, you know, I didn't fall off the wagon. That was just a blip. And here I am. And today's a new day. And just you know, seeing, watching people grow like that is amazing. That is amazing. I have so many times texted people saying, Jin says there is no wagon. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. There is no wagon to fall off. I love it. There really is no wagon. 
you know, because that's not, you know, we're not, we're not starting over every time. It's just, you know, we, we adapt to intermittent fasting. We live it. Sometimes we have to readapt a little bit because we've gone on vacation or something happened and, and that's okay. I just, I couldn't have believed when I started that I couldn't have imagined that I would be doing it for the rest of my life. I, you know, I don't know what I thought when I started, but I, I've never done any, you know, I've never done anything this long. You know, I've never sort of changed something in such a major way in my life and carried it through. And it just, yeah, it just gets easier and easier and easier. And it's, it's, a, it's, it's fantastic. It's amazing. Yeah, there really was a struggle period in the middle, well, towards the beginning of my journey where I, you're just like you, I didn't really realize, I mean, I knew it was going to be a lifestyle really, but then I didn't really want, I was kind of like, I don't really want to, I'm not going to want to do this forever. I'm just going to want to get to my goal and then I'm going to want to stop. And then I finally realized that no, no, you are going to want to stick to it. But I still had some feeling, some moments in there where I was like, cause, you know, no one was really talking about it being a lifestyle back then, like 2015, so much. Yeah. yeah. Because, you know, because Dr. Burt Herring's book was called The Fast Five Diet and Lifestyle. But I just was focused on that diet part, really. Yeah, yeah. But it, it took me a while to really get the lifestyle mindset, even though I was successful. I was still like, gosh, I wish I could go back to, to do you not know, doing that. I wish I didn't have to do it. But it only took not doing it on vacation to realize, wait, that's not even true. Yeah. I do want to do it. I feel better when I do it. And so it, I had to work through the whole, I guess maybe I was an emotional eater and ate during the day just, you know, to soothe my brain or something. Well, I, I don't know. Do, you know, I think we do. I think we're taught to do that. I think it's... It's, it's part of, you know, it's definitely part of New Zealand culture and I presume it's part of American culture as well that, you know, you are given food when you're feeling bad and you're, you know, you, and you share food when you're feeling bad and those sorts of things. And it's hard to break. It is hard to break that. And, you know, sometimes, you know, I do, I mean, I, you know, I, I'll look at things and think, oh, that would be really, that would be, that would taste so good. That would taste so good. But I don't want to eat it. I don't. I don't. It would taste that good, but I don't want to eat it right now because I know that that's not going to make me make me feel good. It's not. It's literally not going to make me feel good. It's got nothing to do with being guilty or anything. It literally, physically, won't make me feel good. So, well, this many years in, I have zero of those feelings that I used to have, where I wish I didn't have to, didn't quote have to do it. I no longer feel that way at all. But it, I had to undo those feelings. It took me a while to get to the other side, and so I didn't just start off and then bam. It was magical. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, definitely so, the same. Yeah, definitely the same. Yeah. Well, we are almost out of time. What would you tell someone just starting out with intermittent fasting, or what do you wish you knew when you first started? Um, what I wish I knew, I wish I knew that there is no, there is no hurry. That it is, that it is, is a, is a shift. It is a shift in your thinking. I wish I knew that how how free I would feel that all of those feelings about food and and being in control of my body and being in tr control of how much exercise I was doing and everything that I really didn't have to do I would I would not have to do that anymore you know I mean I I do Pilates now I you know I do things that are not <laughs> I do things that are not sweating all the time and I feel wonderful so yeah I I I, I wish I knew really in the end how easy it is it really is it really really is so well I love that 
it's great. And thank you so much, Jen. You've ha- you've apart from the no skin cancers and the and the feeling of the freedom and the whatever, you've had such a big impact on my life and so many people that I know. I talk about you all the time. Well, that's amazing. Well, thank you. <laughs> we should have like a big. I would love to have like a big gathering of everybody. Wouldn't oh, that be fun? I would come. So many people would come. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah, somewhere warm. I would love somewhere it. Warm. Yep. Somewhere warm. With non-alcoholic wine that tastes really good. Well, get them on that. Tell them that Jen wants it. I really do. (laughs) Thank you so much. So nice. Do you have an intermittent fasting story to tell? Email me at jen at intermittentfastingstories.com and I'll add you to the lineup. That's G-I-N at intermittentfastingstories.com. The world wants to hear your story. That's it for today. Remember, I may have a doctorate, but I'm not a medical doctor. So don't use anything you hear on this podcast as a substitute for medical advice. Please always check with your doctor or healthcare provider if you have medical questions. I'll talk to you next week, Fasting Family, where we will hear another inspiring story. Have a great week and fast on. Intermittent Fasting Stories is edited, mixed, and mastered by Resonate Recordings. To learn more, visit them at ResonateRecordings.com or email them at hello at ResonateRecordings.com. Intermittent Fasting Stories listeners will receive a free offer if you mention that you heard it on the podcast. I feel like I was blindsided. Because it's a competition show. From the producers of Jury Duty and The Bachelor. We have scoured the earth for the 14 greatest reality contestants that were available during our production window. Comes a reality competition show about reality competition shows. Nobody has dared to find out who is the actual best at just being on a reality show. I'm your host, comedian Daniel Tosh. Is win or go home. Each episode, our contestants will face new challenges that will test their strength and lack of life skills for a chance to win $200 million. $200,000. Prepare, because it's about to be ugly crying. Lots of fighting. Tasha, I have to defend myself. Celebrating 25 years of reality TV with your favorites. I have diarrhea. You cannot do this to me. What in gay hell have I got myself into? The GOAT, premiering on Freebie and Prime Video on May 9th.